I do think it was a smart kind of, uh, even business sense to, to go with the uh, the theme of the, the community and the, the, that um, Scotch-Irish uh, heritage. Well, of course you like it. You look like the logo. <laughs> <laughs>
Kingston, to Montego Bay, to Miami, to Detroit, to Grand Rapids. Because we had prop planes, and they couldn't go very far. Anyway, um, from there, I graduated, went to Boston, met my wife, who's still hanging around, and then we went to San Francisco, um, back to New York. Her family's from Massachusetts, had a business that sold it. I mean, it's, uh, it came down to Charlotte, the national sold it, all over the country. What, 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 what was the draw to Asheville? I was going to retire here. I, I had a, we lived in Charlotte, and I bought a place in Asheville, or just south of Asheville, in Art. And I had a farm. I built rock walls, you know, it's kind of like the, the Chinese DNA stuff, the Great Wall. <laughs> so, there was a lot of rock, and I used it all up, and I felt pretty good. Um, I was, um, <laughs> anyway, I was an engineer, and I was kind of puny for a long time. I was relatively fit, but kind of puny. I, I started growing muscle, moving those rocks around. And then got into beer, and it, it was a good prep for moving cakes around. My whole life has been serendipity. Now <laughs> I have your questions already, guys. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, ladies. These ladies are ready to roll. They're ready to roll. They're ready to roll. Well, Leah, Leah did, you, did you move around with, with your dad? Or? Um, and how did you see the country and how, how, what's your relationship with Asheville and, and how, how do you love with the city and have grown with the city? I um, went to a few places. So born in California in San Francisco and then I was raised in New Jersey until I was 15 from like the time I was two until I was 15 and then Charlotte, North Carolina. So I don't remember California. New Jersey was great and Charlotte was a shock when I first got there but then it was great after that. Um, Asheville, I've been here for about four years, and as much as I love Charlotte and the 27 years I've lived there, the, the sort of things that people pursue in Asheville make so much more sense to me, and um, so kind of the approach to life just feels really good. So um, the four years here, it, it felt like home like in a couple of months, really. So, so moving into more of, more of Highland and Highland's story, how did, you, how did you come up with the name for Highland Brewing? That's pretty easy because Scots-Irish settled this area, okay. and um, I didn't think warm beer sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> and it made sense to say, to honor the Scots-Irish that settled this area originally. So we thought Highland, so it has the Scottish motif and everything. I don't know, Holly maybe is part Scottish for all I know, are you? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> when you're from southern Georgia, you're just southern. I do think it was a smart kind of uh, even business sense to, to go with the uh, the theme of the, the community and the, the that uh, Scotch Irish uh, heritage. Well, of course you like it. You look like the logo. There's a contest. I hear there's um, there's a contest every year that I hear. We did it for the first time a couple years ago, and you should have been in it. Uh, Kitty, Kitty tried me to get me in. I think somebody dragged me to New Orleans, but um, I couldn't go. Next time. <laughs> but next time. Next time. 
So, so it looks like we have some samples that have been brought up and they look delicious. Um, Holly, can, can you speak to what this beer is and uh, give us a little bit more insight into this? Yeah, absolutely. We just poured two of them. Actually, you guys have different samples right now. Okay. Um, the Clear Beer is our new IPA that we released in January. It's uh, replaced our Cashmere IPA, which was an English style, and this one is a much more aggressive, citrusy, hop forward West Coast style IPA. Okay. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. So good. Good. I'm just going to compliment you. It's been crushing it for us, and it's yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. Thanks. It's very delicious. Yeah, and then the other, the cloudier one that you have in front of you uh, is a hoppy wheat beer. So it doesn't really have a categorical home. Uh, it looks like a wheat beer, uh, kind of tastes like a pale ale, and it smells like an IPA. So uh, it's, it's kind of a unique little beer that's, we, we made it only 4.5%, but it's super hoppy, so you feel like you're drinking that IPA, but you know, feel the crush on the river in the summer. Yeah, that's going to be a very good summer beer. Yeah, this is, and this is the early. This early is the earliest hoppy beer. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Thanks. It's really cool. Lots of mosaic and amarillo hops. Mm -hmm. I like that. So Holly, um, so so tell us a little bit about your background. Where where are you from? What's your history with the company? <laughs> I'm originally from Southern Georgia, um, and uh, I actually my first career was in in lobbying. Uh, I was in Washington, D.C. as a lobbyist for six years, and I realized recently I've been a brewer now for as long as I've been a lobbyist, so that, that's really weird. That's kind of a, a pretty cool landmark for me. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, so I got most of my, um, I got a brain education at a place called Brew Lab in Sunderland, England, so the northeastern coast of England. Um, wow. So it was brave, and the north coast was mean. So. <laughs> It was really awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, good, right? that's why they need beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was great. And then I got most of my experience was Stone Brewing Company in San Diego. Uh, so I was there for three uh, years. I've never heard of them. <laughs> They're kind of a West Coast thing, from what I hear. They're not really. <laughs> no, yeah. Learned how to brew good hoppy beer there for sure. Uh, came up through the cellar. I was a brewery trainer. Was brewing supervisor. Kind of learned everything. And then once the uh, once the head brewer job opened up here, I'd actually had a colleague from Stone uh, come to Highland a year before I did, and he let me know the position was open, and you know, so I looked into it, and it seemed like a great fit, interviewed, knew it was going to be a good fit, so kind of I ended up here a little over a year ago. Now we're, now we're getting brand new, brand new Highland Mills beers are just rolling out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so left excited. And right, it seems like. Yeah, the Pilsner we just released on draft, and it's going to be our first can in May. So I am so excited about that one. Um, yeah, three new core beers for Highland this year, which hasn't happened in many years. Right? Yeah, I, I don't, the last one we know. added was cashmere. So that was at least 12 years 12, ago. Maybe 12 years ago. But don't forget that she was a lobbyist for a while, and that's why I do not negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm just really curious, where were, what were you doing in the lobbying field? I, I specialized in um, issues surrounding health and biomedical research, so not health care, um, or the kind of research side of it. Um, so I worked at a medium-sized lobbying firm that did all science and higher education type yeah. stuff. That's really neat. Um, so, so a dozen beers in a year, is that correct? 12, 12 new beers this year, right? Yeah, I think. 
60,000 acres or something that are permanently protected in North Carolina and Tennessee. And so all of our seasonals have been named after protected land features in that area. Um, so we love the relationship. They do amazing work. And it all comes back to you know, water quality, because that's where our watershed is. And it's habitat and natural resources and, um, and honoring something. So the name Highland honors people. And then through this relationship, we honor the land that really all brought us here. That's really cool. It's a really, really good way to, to honor the region, honor Highlands as a name, and uh, the community you guys are serving. Um, and you need to do it by having beer. <laughs> I know, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something we talk about a lot on the podcast, is how there's such a intermingling of community when it comes to craft beer, the craft beer industry. And, um, you know, just with the, the things that people give to as a result of craft beer, but also uh, the community of brewers and, and people in between. So. You know, it always has been that way. But <clears throat> you think about in England where you have the pubs, well, that's where people gathered. The community got together. There were no newspapers, so that's where you got the news. That's where you got the social interactions. And so we're kind of headed back in that direction because of the local scene. Local beers, Carolina Cloud, and local uh, areas and communities gather at the breweries. It's all coming full cycle. And we're proud to be part of that scene. Yeah, I mean, Knoxville, we're, we're, we're a very proud local community. And, um, and that's why, like coming here, is when you, when you come here, you get to drink Nashville. You get to, you get to see the character and the, and the like the, the, the coolness of the people here, then um, as Knoxville grows, hopefully you guys will come over to, to our, uh, and see the, the character as, uh, of, of us just, just through our beer, and you get to meet the people. Um, I really like that second that with, uh, with Oscar, you get to kind of bring that localness together. Um, that's how you got here. So, so being the first craft brewery in Asheville, or really in North Carolina since Prohibition, how did, how did that go? Or is that not true? Just Asheville. Okay, just ask There was uh, Waynesville. There was a Smoky Mountain Brewery. Um, we're the first legal brewery in Asheville. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, Lee and I were just on the coast. Holly and the rest of them were supposed to be with us, but we had an emergency. And after quote what Uli said, he said uh, he actually was the first licensed craft brewer in North Carolina. A German immigrant comes over, starts to build a brewery, and when they realize what they were going to do with this place, this brew beer, they said, wait a minute, you can't do that. He said, why not? He said, it's illegal. Say what? He hustles down to Raleigh, and over six months, gets built that, so we owe him a lot of kudos for getting that started. He was glad to hear, in a way, he said, he was sorry that we missed it. Eight of us were supposed to go down there, Lee and I maybe. He said, oh, it kind of warms my heart to realize that big brothers also have headaches too. <laughs> and Holly and Matt, the rest of them had an emergency and they said, you know what, we're going to stick around and take care of your business. So Lee and I were able to just close down. We're going to make it up. You know, that was the, that was the 30th anniversary. Radish, so, so we'll out, the outer banks. Yeah. We're the 22nd this year. So, by the way, what, 
What's that beer? <laughs> Pilsner. Pilsner? Yeah. You want some Pilsner? But we should have started with Pilsner. <laughs> Pilsner. Who's running this show? <laughs> Mark Fonte. Mark Fonte. <laughs> Mark Fonte. What's that Mark's fault? Didn't straighten it up. Hey. You read from left to right, don't you? <laughs> Not in Chinese. <laughs> So this is the Pilsner then? This is the Pilsner, yeah. We use 100% um, Pilsner malt in this. Um, so something I never knew about myself was that I had a favorite Pilsner malt. Um, <laughs> until we started collaborating um, this. <laughs> so we're actually bringing this over. Um, I'm ordering it, and it's coming over in sea containers um, with like six or eight week lead times. Like every time I order it, they're preparing the load in Germany and it's getting it's getting shipped over. So that's pretty cool. And also we've got these four or five different Hallertau region hops in this beer. Um, and we add them at about, I think we add them, we have four hop additions over the course of the brew and three of them are late for flavoring and aroma. So um, you get some, some complexity there even though it's a really light beer. And it's not super bitter. You wouldn't call it a hoppy beer, but there's definitely some complex hop flavor. Not sulfury. Yeah, thank you. Not too sulfury. No, it's, it's really good. It's delicious. My new post run club beer. Oh, there you go. There you go. What's the 4th um, uh, July run? Yes, you coming? Uh, uh, yes, I'm, I will be there. It's, one of, it's probably been one of the coolest runs. I did the first one. I think it was a three, four years ago. Um, this will be our third this year. So that, that one I've been with the. Glow up or bottom glass. Yeah, we're gonna glow again. Glow again yes. Yeah. That's always fun. That another thing, adding uh, the the run clubs and the more social aspect to the to the craft beer community. Just all loud. Yeah, because you're actually talking. I'll get into it. Mine. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's all community stuff. So Nightflight, all the proceeds, like all of the profit, goes toward Greenway building efforts in Asheville. Um, Love to get one built here in East Asheville, um, and there's a big grant plan too. So I just I, I love being able to go somewhere safely, like on foot or on a bike. And there are lots of families that live around here, baby carriages, and you can't you can't take those on Swannanoa River Road. So um, just want to be a part of that. And Night Flight has like amazing registration this year, so we should be able to raise a lot of money toward that effort. That's awesome. It's July 9th. July 9th. That's exciting. Nightmare. Absolutely. Um, so we've, we've talked a little bit, of, I mean, 12 years in a year, very exciting. Where, where is Highland going in the next maybe five, 10 years? Where do you see the company headed? Um, fortunately, we have lots of space here. So we will be here in Asheville. We were sent more and more beer to Knoxville. So you guys keep drinking it. We love, it. love Knoxville. <laughs> and um, so continuing with, with new beers, possibly not at the pace that we're doing it this particular year, but um, continuing with new stuff, you know, continuing to do things really well. I think that we've been dedicated to um, only putting out beers that we can do really well. So if it's, if it's the right time for somebody else, it might not be the right time for Highland. And we've got this incredible surge in talent and excitement and expertise in different areas. So we'll be able to keep this 
train going with new styles as the years roll through and um, you know expanding here on site to do more and more fun stuff for that. And join cool. us on the roof this summer. So yeah, the rooftop right. bar. That's gonna be awesome. Any anything really special about the rooftop bar other than the obvious it's a rooftop so it's gonna be cool. Uh, other than yeah I mean you can see Pisgah you can see Cold Mountain so I want to drink a cold mountain while looking at it. That's awesome. I like that. That's amazing. Um, but you know, undisturbed hillsides that are part of the Blue Ridge Parkway, they're not going to be built. So that's awesome. We know that that landscape's not going to change. Um, and there's so much, just, um, it's just, it's just so nice to be up high to see those views. And there's not a lot of rooftop space in town. And we can fit, I know, 300 people. And it's been rumored up to 500 people on that rooftop bar. So it's a lot. It's going to be exciting. It'll be, it'll be really fun for Cold Mountain next year, like you said, to have a cold mountain. It will be, it will be chilly. <laughs> and worth it. And worth it. With, uh, with all the, like, the, the new beers and stuff, I see we got the, the wonderful pilot system back there. Do you get to play in that and just create things? And We actually, we have a... You get to play the machine. <laughs> runs it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, I do get to, to do a lot with the pilot room. Um, kind of setting the priorities for R&D. But we actually have, I mean, maybe the, well, definitely one of the top three longest running employees at Highland is our head pilot room brewer, um, Paul Rollo. So he really holds it down in there. And, uh, you know, I get to, I get to kind of swoop in and, 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 and ask for favors. <laughs> What's the most interesting thing you think has come out of the pilot system? Uh, well, I think it's all interesting because I've been getting to do a lot of ingredient R&D. Um, I think the beer I'm most excited about right now um, that we actually have in a fermenter on the big system, but the, that we have that was born in the pilot room um, and that hasn't been released yet is our new um, Mosaic Rye India Pale Lager, which is going to come out. Yeah, you said yeah. we were a week early. I know, you're a week early. Right. You're a week early. early. It's it's it kills me. I know. We're going to dry hop it tomorrow. And um, and it's going to be in a package very soon. That's going to be awesome. 8%, tons of mosaic hops, local river, uh, river bend rye, so locally malted and Carolina-grown rye. So that's going to be awesome. It's just, uh, I'm so excited for this year. Can't wait for it to be in Knoxville. Yeah, it'll be there. Knoxville. Yes. 6%? Ah, yeah, that's right. Well, you'll be able to drink it. We'll be able to high grab bars. Oh, yeah. There's 2017. On July 1st. Oh, really? January 1st. January 1st. January 1st. Yeah, January 1st. January 1st. So a lot of wine goes into groceries. January 1st, we get to put beer in there, too. There, oh, there are exciting. ways to get that beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's not public. That's not public. Yeah, but you, you guys will definitely be able to enjoy the draft release. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to have the, uh, the IPA when it came to Knoxville. They did a release. Uh, so, so we definitely know that, or pray yeah. that that one will be coming our way soon too. Yeah, you know, the, the good, all the good stuff is going to be a part of our core. We'll be able to see you guys immediately. So, um, after our Pilsner, we're releasing um, a, a lower alcohol IPA um, that we're making with some really good hops called Mandarina Blueberry. It's going to be called Mandarina IPA, and we're also putting some fresh orange puree into it. So it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. It sounds like another uh, fishing beer. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, five percent alcohol for sure. Yeah. And, 
is, is there a shift towards cans with what you guys are doing as well? I know you said the Pilsner's in the cans. Right? Yeah, that'll be our first beer in a can. So. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're diversifying our package. Yeah. The cans might have arrived today. Yes. Ooh, perhaps. Oh, that's exciting. I mean, uh, you guys can start doing uh, like six packs. You have done six packs for like really that long, haven't you? It, it's all in the, the 22 ounce bottles for the. When did we start that? The, the six packs. Oh, it's a little bit behind, but I think it was 2000. 2000. It was six packs. That's long. That's long. Yeah, that's what the, I was. I was thinking it was shorter, actually. But. But I know for the longest time it was in the Gasworth, the, 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 the couple of years of bombers. But it's kind of cool just to see the elevation of the uh, packaging. It takes a while. It takes a while. Packaging. But then, you know, the balls are a little behind sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's always that's the people pleaser. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the one everybody loves. And that's a good question. Uh, I was, and I was for you is like also how does it feel for you to be able to brew some of these classic beers like from 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 Holland and Stone too. Some of the like you got you got some brews you know some famous beers in the world. Like, trying to 
be the next Cold Mountain almost? Um, you know, Cold Mountain is its own thing. It's which, and we are grateful for it and we love it. I don't know if I should announce what we're doing this year or not. It is the 20th anniversary of Cold Mountain this oh, year. Oh. So I'm just going to plant a seed that you might see something special done with Cold Mountain this year. In addition to your in addition to the yeah. <laughs> don't, don't anybody get nervous, but we will. Yes, yeah, Regular Cold Mountain is coming out, and uh, Holly's going to do some stuff. Yeah. Well, except, you know, to answer the question a little bit further, too. No, that was, that was the easiest one. What do you mean? You know, we, I don't think Highland probably ever planned for Cold Mountain to become what it was, so I think we wouldn't, it wouldn't really be our style to, to force anything. Kind of organically, as we're introducing new things, um, you know, if we get another cold mountain out of it, great. <laughs> awesome. yeah. I, I just love the, the well, that's one of my, I love the height of that beer and, and the ladies in, in, like, I'm on several different uh, beer blogs and uh, Facebook groups and stuff, and just seeing, oh, you can get it here, here, it's delivered here, it's finally landed here. It's, it's, all, it's great to see, like, the, the, the passion for that beer, like, just the passion for how the beer. Um, like, and all see your passion put into, into other people. I mean, I mean, and to that point, I mean, I literally just saw a post like a couple days ago on a on a beer group saying, "Hey, there's still Cold Mountain here if you want to go get it." Like, people are still talking about it in Knoxville like that. <laughs> so it's uh, it's definitely a popular um, staple of Highland for sure. Yeah. So DJ, I, I know we had some questions. You asked some other questions the other day of friends and things. Did you want to? Go right through those, or? No, no, no. I was, I was actually deferring. Deferring to me. I have a question. Oh, yes. yes. We have audience questions. We have an audience question. Okay. Um, how is it as a woman? Like, how many obstacles have you all had to face being in the beer industry? <laughs> so the question was, uh, as a woman, what the the obstacles been? Um, well. I think I've had um, a pretty, I think, fairly relatively easy go at it. Um, having started in a very big brewery at Stone, uh, which had really good and expensive processes in place, uh, and coming to Highland, which is very well developed as well, um, I haven't run into barriers that I think a lot of women that are trying to enter into the, the industry on a, on a smaller scale might face. So, for example, if you're working in a brew pub or a very small production brewery where they can't afford, um, you know, uh, equipment that or a platform, you know, that would allow you to not have to lift 150-pound bags over your head in order to mill or to drag a, a half-barrel keg, you know, up or down a flight of stairs. I mean, no one should be doing that, right? Um, but by default, like that, that often is used. Um, to discriminate against women kind of entering into into a place like that. Um, so um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't really see um, the physical barriers to being a woman entering brewing as real. Um, they're just really poorly planned designs that, that, that probably no one should be doing anyway in, in, in a place. Um, so I don't really take that as an excuse for, for you know, for excluding women. Here, here. Uh, 
fortunate I am to be part of this business that my father started. Um, so I think I get a free pass sometimes from people. Um, and that's cool. Um, most, most of the folks in craft beer are, are really cool too. So I think it's particularly um, welcoming, maybe more so than some other historically male-dominated industries. Um, so I have had few and far between experiences where I felt like, oh, you know, I was treated that way because I'm a woman. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's, and I, I think of it as like a way, well, you said it best, Holly, one day when you were, you said, you know, the time that we kind of start, there's kind of stop talking about what it's like to be a woman in the business is when everything is cool. Yeah, I, I think probably the, the, the biggest struggle that I had initially uh, coming here was that I was finally working with vendors one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And so, um, I mean, it still happens occasionally when I'm working with someone new that they will talk at whatever male is sitting in the room rather than talking at me about a process that I own. Um, so that can be frustrating. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they, they learn quickly. Um, so that's, that's good, I guess. <laughs> And it's just, sometimes it's funny, because um, if my husband and I have been at a free conference before or something like that, and somebody might directly speak to him and not really look at me, and then they're like, so what do you do, asking him? And he's like, I work for her. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. But it's clear, whenever Leah or Holly are involved, people figure out pretty quickly. They know what they're talking about, what they're doing, and it's... It's a, it's a, it's a time, you know. I kind of look at Highland similar to my going to college. It was all male. I went eight years after I left. I said, "Oh, we're going to add women." I said, oh my God, this place. Oh well. I couldn't get into a college today because they raised the bar too high. It's happening in brewing. That's what's happening. And some of our old guard people who've been here are a little worried and said, well, well, I understand Leah taking over and, and I understand HR and controller, but my God, our head brewers are a woman. I've seen a pattern here. So that being said, we realize that everybody has a place, uh, something to contribute at some point. And it's all talent, all merit. If you got it, you do it. If you don't have it, you do something different. And that's what we're doing in the pilot. That being said, the women are in charge. <laughs> Love it. That's so great. Um, so, any more questions from the audience? I know we've already got one. Um, yes, Ben, right here in the front. All right, so uh, I, I noticed you have a Sizzle Hop IPA. In the West Coast, that's a. Uh, Pretty hard item to come by. How are hop contracts affecting pilot brewing? So, so the question is, how are hop contracts affecting brewing? Um, I could I could spend close to 100 percent of my time just on on hop acquisition. Um, I it's very difficult. Um, I've been working really hard to diversify the suppliers that we buy from and to, to make good connections and good inroads. Um, you know, I, you have to contract those sorts of hops often even more than a year 
in advance. Um, so the, the fact that we were able to make Highland IPA was kind of a miracle. Uh, Citra is one of the main hops in the beer, and um, since we weren't planning ahead for that beer, we just decided it needed to happen the, that, the year that it happened. Um, there was no way to contract for those hops because we were already out of the, like that crop year had already been grown. It had been contracted years prior. Um, so through a little bit of luck um, and through some connections I had with San Diego Brewers who were overextended on their citra contracts, we actually um, had suddenly access to Citra for this year um, so that we could contract, then contract forward um, to make sure that we'll be able to continue to make the beer. But um, my friends at, uh, at St. Archer Brewing in San Diego were, were overextended on their contracts and we were able to buy enough from them um, to, to last us for this entire year. Um, which is, is not ideal because that means you're also fronting that entire chunk of money for that entire year of ingredients. So, it's not, a, it's not a great way to go about it. So right now, I'm actually working, um, literally this week, hope to ink our contracts, um, some of which will carry us through uh, brewing year 2020. So you, you have to look very far ahead, and there are some hops that still aren't even in reach, like Galaxy, for example. Um, and some, some suppliers, are, you, you can't even get Citro or Centennial for two to four years out. But we're all set for our IPA. Did I say earlier that I won't negotiate with <laughs> <laughs> But that, that kind of makes me think of like when you were with Stone and you've been at the Brothers Breweries, how has that helped you with uh, contracts and supplies and being able to become, uh, acquire stuff for Highland with your other experiences? It helped not at all. At Stone, I am. You know, Stone has its own purchasing department. Um, so, uh, as a brewing supervisor, I never had to worry about contracts or planning for ingredients uh, at all. Um, so that was a that was a whole new learning curve for me when I got here. Well, does it does it kind of um, help you with the art too? Because you feel like you're planning for it. And you're like you kind of do you um, you work with what you got. In some cases. Does that kind of you. That sounds romantic, but when, when you don't got it, you don't got it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound good. <laughs> no, I mean it's tooth and nail to get to get the hot the hot hops, um, and it's it's really about timing and, and connections. So. Um, but but sometimes you can make a beer that you can make that beer hot. You with you you make a beer with a different ingredient, and yeah, all of a sudden absolutely. that that, that ingredient. Finding those kind of the, the hops that are going to be the next citros and the next centennials um, is something that I've just started working on, um, and that part is definitely fun. Like, there's definitely a lot of art and craft and hopefulness that's involved in that. Yeah. All right. Will any more questions from the audience? Questions? We've solved it all. I think we have. Who's your awesome rapid knocks? Yeah, who is the awesome rep and also? For Highland. Do you have a 50 in your pocket or a hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Conti is our amazing. Hopefully a few free pockets. Lauren. Lauren actually is doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> because Mark is rolling through. <laughs>
for coming out today. Thank you for letting us uh, be here with you guys. We've been humbled to, to be here at Highland. Um, no pun intended. Uh, really, really are grateful to have this opportunity. And um, yeah, that's that. Uh, this has been Chris Hill. This is a DJ Luke. And, uh, Austin Wong. <laughs> Holly Stevenson. Thank you guys for coming out. We love Knoxville. Absolutely. And remember to stay humble and try new beer. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Cheers.